0: Yeah, then seen some shit within my lifetime, my light shine bright, protect your energy from poison when a python strike, my first mistake was doing robberies on Nikon bikes, watch my moves and I'ma show you what an icon like, y'all let bygones be bygones, right? Nigga, fuck your truce, bust your move, and if that nigga touch your shoes, you better blast on them. and know my mama nigga, I'ma get that cash on them. running on a dash, on them swerve going from the trench you from the burbs nigga fuck the early burn nigga i'ma get this motherfucking chicken and if a nigga ever got a problem nigga we can fucking solve it on my mama nigga i just been itching coming at your life from the durag dungeon i'm that boy cool back with another regular ass episode of the carolina kid podcast rewind this episode is brought to you by Ash Your Ankles and Smelly and Rebags. Subscribe to the Intelligence anywhere podcasts are downloaded. Follow the Rotten Karen Doctrine. Leave a nice five-star review on iTunes slash Apple Podcasts, and I'll read it on the show. Also, leave me a voice message through the podcast host site, Anchor, and I'll add it to the show. So, a little bit of housekeeping first, niggas. Because, <laughs> niggas, we... Mm, mm, we... we, mm, This a week. So... <laughs> um. A little bit of housekeeping so check out the stream fiends podcast where i talk about uh class action park uh, which is a documentary on hbo max um stream fiends podcast is basically a um television and movie review or like insight podcast where i basically spoil everything um and i just talk about you know the movie television show um and then i have two Fappin to rex musicologies that i dropped last week one for the classic album stank on you by outcast and um <clears throat> run the jewels rtj4 album um so if you don't know anything about the Fappin to rex musicology um it's basically a deep dive slash review slash just very analytical um take on music, really. It can be music reviews. It can be just deep dives. It can be trajectories of people's career. It can be anything. Um, so I wanted to expand that. And if you want to listen to, you know, podcasts outside of just the regular podcast, I have two spinoff podcasts and you can check those out. Um, I drop those. Those are free. Okay. I don't have these behind a paywall, you know, um, and please enjoy. So, um, to the fuckery. Um Chris Collinsworth faces backlash on sexist remarks about women comprehending football. So, first of all, um I'm just going to be real. I don't like Chris Collinsworth like at all. <laughs> like at all. Like I'm talking about like yeah, I'm just like mm, yeah, I like I just don't like his ass. Like everything he says is a backhanded compliment. If it's only nice, it's like if it's if it's nice, it's backhanded and if it's not nice it's just like well fuck you you know and chris collinsworth has always been a divisive sportscaster um nbc's color commentator for nfl games draws praise from his fans and his analysis or for his analysis and scorn from his detractors who generally wish he would just shut the fuck up Um, score a big one for his detractors, which I am one. During Wednesday's Pittsburgh Steelers win over the Baltimore Ravens. Sidebar, um, Wednesday night football games or Wednesday afternoon football games wouldn't happen if y'all in the NFL would have better protocols for COVID because they had to push back this game for fucking ever. And somehow we got a Wednesday football game. Like, nigga, (laughs) I don't know. Anyway, Collinsworth talked about a talk with play-by-play announcer Mike Tarico about his conversation that he had with Steelers fans before the game he revealed that he was quote-unquote blown away to learn that women are knowledgeable about football really R- really this so you 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 don't believe that women like football like that R- really <laughs> like you got Michelle Tafoya you know what I'm saying <laughs> you you got people on your staff this this ta- talking to you about football and they got to sit here and hear this bullshit. Shit, shit, the caucasity. Anyway, so, um, huh. all right, so this is what he said. Um, he said, quote unquote, everybody's a fan, Collinsworth said. In particular, the ladies that I met, they have really specific questions about the game. I'm like, wow, just blown away. You dumb motherfucker! It's like, oh man, oh man. I kind of, it kind of makes me like recall like um, a moment where Cam Newton actually says something like this, and I was like, Cam. It's like, Cam. Oh my gosh! I was like, wow. She's talking about route running, you know, hook routes and shit, and like, I'm like, nigga, don't do it. It's a trap. And he fell into the trap he fell it wasn't even a trap set there by the way he just fell into one that wasn't even there <laughs> you know it's just like nigga, you, you ain't had to say that dumb shit but i really think just with a male dominated sport that has a like a lot of women in the journalism sphere when it comes to talking about this sport they are honestly the best <laughs> Like, there's so many women I could point out that I'm like, yo, <laughs> they, they give great analyses. Jamel Hill, Michelle Tafoya. <laughs> I don't like Erin Andrews, but she does her thing. You know what I'm saying? Like, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, this is how, you know, but it's so many more. Like, <laughs> but y'all tripping. Y'all really fucking tripping. Y'all tripping out here, you know? Uh, Pam Oliver, you know what I'm I could keep going, Andrea Kramer. Like, (laughs) I'm like, nigga, what we doing? (laughs) Carrie Champion. (sighs) Okay, so I'm just like, you know what? You know what? Fuck (laughs) them. You you just gotta be like, I'm not even gonna go that far. Fuck (laughs) them. To like, fuck them. If you know anything about how much you know the the, and, and and honestly i've heard this other places where they've talked about like you know it's been very slow for the sports arena as far as journalism to evolve to expand to other people more than just white guys and former black athletes it has like okay so they sprinkled in a little bit of white women but the black women are hard. Like, it's hard to get them in there for some reason. Like, I'm like, bro, like, they are the best ones, okay? Like, uh, like, Sage Steele. I can keep going, y'all. Now, as problematic as some of her takes are, I'm still like, but she still be, she still be accurate with her sports data. Like, her, her analytics, we hit end off, cast You know, I'm just, I'm just, I'm just, I am... Not so sounded, but I'm angry that this bullshit of a man. <laughs> Chris Collinsworth, you can go, you can go have all of the entire stadium of the Cincinnati. <laughs> That's right, Cincinnati Bengals, you can have every single piece of the seats that he could not win for that team. <laughs> every seat, every seat. Because you know how the Cincinnati Bengals are. Okay, that was a factory of sadness. That it was like two hours away from the other factory of sadness. So, <laughs> I, I could go in, but I'm not gonna do that to Bengals fans. They just lost Joe Burrow. I'm just I'm I'm sorry, y'all. Anyway, moving on. So, um, <clears throat> Tiger nearly tears volunteer's arm off at Carol Baskin's big cat rescue. Yep, we're doing this. Fuck it, let's go in straight from USA Today. Um, so, (laughs) Tiger King star Carol Baskin revealed what her husband's text said after the Lion King thing. Damn, okay, never mind. Never mind. Disregard that. I'm sitting here like, what the fuck? A volunteer at Carol Baskin's Big Cat Rescue Animal Sanctuary in Tampa, Florida was hospitalized Thursday morning after a tiger nearly tore off her arm. Candy Kowser, a five-year veteran of the animal sanctuary, went to feed a tiger named Kimba and noticed that he was locked in a separate area from his usual feeding spot, Baskin told USA Today in an email. Kowser called a coordinator via radio to ask why he had been moved and proceeded to open the door that had been, quote-unquote, clipped shut. This is our universal signal not to open a gate without... The coordinator coming to assist but candy said she wasn't thinking about it and she reached in to unclip it um it is against our protocols for anyone to stick any part of their body into the cage with a cat in it nigga i don't know i just this is this shit dangerous so the tiger grabbed her arm and nearly tore it off at the shoulder basket said one employee later recalled seeing the arm was barely attached wholly on by a little bit of skin underneath in an audio recording provided by USA Today. Um, just for courtesy of y'all uh, squeamish asses, I'm not playing that, okay? I'm, I'm not playing that. Um, wow. Um, as all of us regretted that we watched Tiger King. The fact that Carol Baskin does not pay her employees Her arm almost got tore off. Like, I said volunteer, okay? (laughs) Volunteer. Volunteer does not mean you get paid. (laughs) It means you doing this shit for the low low. I mean, no, no, okay? For no money. God bless her. God bless the lady. Damn. (laughs) Just damn. The whiteness. Anyway, so um, I want to talk about LeVar Burton, man. Like, this is something that has touched my heart okay the fact that they don't have an official Jeopardy um successor yet but they have been petitioning for LeVar Burton it warms my heart you know um by the way Jeopardy like I've said before especially um you know when when I gave my toast a few episodes ago go back and listen to that if you haven't heard it yet um and 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 to to Alex Trebek and his long illustrious unproblematic wonderful favorite career um, yeah, Jeopardy was a staple in the household. Seven thirty, you know, on, on on CBS. Okay, you know, Uh where I was, it was WFMY News Two. Um, and um, seven thirty every night. And on the weekends, we we call the reruns. You know, um, yeah, I mean, <clears throat> that was just a institution. It was like nigga, it was an American institution for me. Like it wasn't just oh some game show you know no nigga i watch that shit every damn day (laughs) so to have a person replace that man alex trebek who gave all of the fucks about what he was doing and he seemed like the greatest person ever you need a good replacement and i'm gonna be honest with you ken jennings ain't really been hitting it for me like as much as some people have been like oh he will be you know who would be better lavar burton (laughs) Laval burton okay Heading into the post-Alex Trebek era, the Reading Rainbow host is a perfect transition into the next generation. I like what they did there. So <clears throat> if y'all niggas don't know, um, he was also George LaForge on Star Trek The Next Generation. I'm a nerd, let me, let, me, let me know. Alex Trebek's legacy is forever entwined with Jeopardy, America's favorite quiz show. In the same way that Johnny Carson still looms over to The Tonight Show, the white, what, the what, the what? Jimmy Fallon has still whooped. It, it, he has whooped Carson's ass. Fight me, fight me, bitch! <laughs> I don't even like Carson. He dry driest that, that the Chevy to the levee could be. I'm. He is the pure ash ash ass dust that is under the damn table. You 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 look at the dust on the table. Ooh, look! It is all of his jokes. Johnny Carson's jokes are just the dust under the table. Like I don't really fancy any of his comedy it ain't never done nothing for me but i digress both series existed before each man took over as hosts and although they defined their respective eras there is and was to little or no question as to whether the respective shows would go on after they were gone the main difference is that carson retired whereas trebek hosted jeopardy until he couldn't anymore um, but yeah, yeah, it just, I think LeVar is that nigga. And <laughs> like he, that he, he nigga, okay? He was the greatest when it came to reading Rainbow, when it came to being Kutsu Kente, when it came to being George LaForge, okay? Okay, he did his motherfucking thing, okay? Okay, right. I don't want to hear I don't want to hear cuss. I don't want to hear cuss. Put in the ballot. <laughs> Put that ballot, cuss. Put that ballot in, cuss. You know, just send that shit over to motherfucking board, cuss. That shit's going to regular Jeopardy, cuss. And then it go over to double Jeopardy, cuss. And then you get into motherfucking final Jeopardy, cuss. And then I'm going to win final Jeopardy, cuss. And send that motherfucking ballot down to the fucking Burbank, cuss. <laughs> like, I feel like that is the only nigga that we need to replace, Alex. I rest my case. Gavel. <laughs> Gavel. Fight me, bitch. This is this is this, these are my thoughts, cuz. These are my thoughts. So, um, in fuck nigga news, DJ Academics reveals that he is leaving complex news. It's really just complex, it's not complex news, but it's complex. So, um, before we get into this fuck ass shit, let's take a break. Nuggets. so um let's talk about dj academics because i have some opinions about him um as a pundit as a person who is kind of weaseled his way into hip-hop culture i'm not necessarily a fan of what he does he is more of a clout chasing individual not a person who really cares about the culture of hip-hop and people like that to me don't have really a place in the, the pantheon which is celebrating hip-hop being part of hip-hop i, I think you're a, a person who has is co-opted the entire existence of hip-hop being friends with Takashi 69 really doesn't help sir it it, it it really don't help so um bro the fact that i found out that dj academics is no longer going to be with complex and everyday struggles coming to an end nigga. all i got to say is this Good riddance. <laughs> Good riddance, nigga. <laughs> all right, let's let's read a little bit of this article. Um so DJ Academics has built his platform into one of the most successful brands in hip hop, and while he may be a controversial figure, um he always thrived off of adversity. Since all the way back in 2017, Academics has been a complex employee as he stars on the Daily Talk show. <laughs> or daily hip-hop talk show, if you wanna call it that, everyday struggle. From Joe Button to Star, to Wayno, Academics has had a plethora of co-hosts alongside him with varying degrees of success. By the way, if you know anything about Star from Star and Buck Wild Show, that motherfucker, problematic as fuck. He used to be a pimp, okay, in Jersey. So that gives you enough. anyway so the last few months have been a trying time for the show as academics were suspended following some comments about chrissy teigen ak ultimately joked about being fired although in the end he came back to the show and apologized for his words by the way (laughs) they're never gonna mention the fuck shit he talked about with freddie gibbs but freddie gibbs freddie gibbs gave him a piece of his own medicine he trolled him like he trolled so many other people online he deserved that shit, okay and the funny thing was Academics basically ended up getting fired, and he found out that oh, I can't do this shit in this corporate world because I still have a corporate job. And if I talk shit about niggas, I'm gonna get fired. Like, (laughs) yes, yes, you're wildin'. Today, academics took to his Twitch and addressed his audience, confirming that many, (laughs) with many, has suspected for some time. As of mid-December, everyday struggle will cease to exist, all while Academics is permanently leaving Complex. I am super duper happy, I'm just saying. Ak expressed gratitude for his time over at Complex and said he is especially thanking Nadeska for the work he did show for the moderator. And honestly, I feel bad for Nadeska because damn, you know, you, you know, Nadessa—the only one that I'm like, maybe, maybe. Out of everybody in this cast, Wayno was—Wayno was cool. I like Wayno. I like Wayno. What's funny is if you ever listen to any songs that like reference like um, everyday struggle, no one ever says academics. <laughs> no one else never says academics like if you listen to like anything from griselda them niggas is talking about waino because they like waino a real nigga. everybody else i don't know like <laughs> it's, it's 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 funny but um yeah um when it came to the whole freddie gibbs situation um saying that he felt like his own place of work wasn't showing him proper support no because you were wrong bro academics also felt like he and complex were going in different directions making now the best time to leave now nigga you just don't want to admit that you were full of shit and you were doing some fuck nigga shit so good riddance okay i don't like his ass um but hey go do whatever you do over there pop still flipping and whatnot i don't know shit i don't know i don't know i mean i guess that thing you do you know that thing you do Um, so in signing them papers news, yes, Dr. Dre, not the divorce, (laughs) Dr. Dre, not the divorce. You thought I was going to do some more divorce updates. That's coming because man, this divorce is nasty, but, um, let's talk about Dr. Dre's 37 year old daughter ripping him publicly online. And it's for a good reason. (laughs) It's it's for a really good reason. So Dr. Dre's estranged 37 year old music. start over nigga Dr. Dre's estranged strange 37 year old daughter rips music mogul publicly um so Dr. Dre's estranged strange daughter says she had to take a job at FedEx to pay her bills because the music mogul hasn't been in contact with her for 17 years damn so you telling me a nigga that make what who is worth 900 plus almost a billion dollars is not paying his 37 year old daughter that he's had a strange for 17 years like nigga she she, she doing she doing the fedex she do the fedex she do the fedex like the fedex like the federal express <laughs> like we pick up the package and we give you the package for another package <laughs> like like okay so th- that's not that's not good daily mail spoke to um dre's 37 year old daughter Latanya young about the relationship her uh, or the relationship she has with her father so um the music producer broke up with latonya's mother lisa johnson when she was only five years old latonya who wants to spend time with her dad says dre hasn't been in touch for almost two decades she said money is not what i want i feel better doing it on my own so she ain't even about the money but she's saying like hey nigga, you could at least be in some kind of like scintilla of shit." But you would just completely ain't (sighs) shit. I don't know, man. Like, I feel like if I got a kid that, like, hell. By the way, I'm not gonna be no damn deadbeat, no damn kids. First of all, that's that's what I'm not gonna do. Second of all, I'm gonna at least fund every single child that I have. Because I don't want them out here struggling on the street. But this nigga don't give a fuck. (laughs) It seems like, apparently, this nigga don't give a fuck. So... Latonya says she wants to spend time with her dad. Okay. Says Dre hasn't been doing much (laughs) for her. Okay. Okay. So I'm just A. She's like, Dad, I just want to spend time with you. Please just give me your time. She says Dre hasn't offered her financial support. Latonya told the outlet that she resorted to odd jobs and applying to become a FedEx driver. That's crazy. So she also said, I really just want to have closure. I just want to be able to spend time with my father. She says her father has never met her children. She has kids. So Dr. Dre, you a grandfather, man. That's sad. That's fucking terrible. This is not good at all like really really bad like dr dre has had a lot of problematic fucked up fuck nigga shit that has been part of his life and more of it just comes out and you're just saying like this nigga ain't shit <laughs> like this, this this nigga ain't shit like honestly this is how i feel if she take 500 million of his n- one billion in this divorce nicole young good <laughs> good like this is why she is signing them papers okay so the thing is um she just wants some interaction with her dad she don't even want the money she's like i can do good all by myself ain't that some She like i don't even want the money and nigga still be like uh, uh, fuck up. like <laughs> like he don't give a fuck. He don't give a fuck. He still be like, I'm sorry, but you still a piece of shit when you're doing shit. Like, it's, it's, we're not, we're not getting anywhere here. <laughs> Damn, Dr. Dre, shit. Like, I to you motherfucker, okay? Production wise, like you are everyone's hero, okay? What the fuck? I can't, I just can't. <laughs> In much happier news, Oscar-nominated Umbrella Academy star Elliot Page announces he is transgender. We're proud of you, Elliot. Elliot Page, the Oscar-nominated star of Juno and Netflix's The Umbrella Academy, has announced he is transgender. Elliot, formerly known as Ellen Page, addressed his social media followers saying, Hi friends, I want to share with you that I am trans. My pronouns are he and they, and my name is Elliot. I feel lucky to be writing this, to be here, to have arrived at this place in my life. I feel, overwhelmingly, or feel overwhelming gratitude for the incredible people who have supported me along this journey. I can't begin to express how remarkable it is or it feels to finally love who I am enough to pursue my authentic self. I've been endlessly inspired by so many in the trans community thank you for your courage your generosity and ceaselessly working to make this a wonder a a world more inclusive and compassionate place i will offer whatever support i can and continue to strive for a more loving and equal society he wrote i hope he can um use the privilege um in this position that he has To help other people in the trans community Um, because this is powerful. Um, And people being able to share their truths is always a beautiful thing to me. Um, You know, coming out as trans is hard. Um, And maybe there's somewhere down the line where, you know, Elliot can help people that are disenfranchised and also heavily discriminated against um in the trans community for so many things. And mainly those are trans people of color. More specifically, trans women of color. And I'm really hoping that, you know, along the way, this can pave the way for other people as far as acceptance. And, I mean, it starts somewhere, you know, it starts a lot of places. There's still a lot of poor representation of, of trans people in, in, in film, television. There are short, small glimmers of it. If you go watch the Disclosure, um, you know, uh, the Disclosure um, documentary on Netflix, it explains it from a trans point of view in a, in a way that me as a cis hetero male cannot understand um and it provides context for a lot of people that are not necessarily privy to being a person of that experience so while i am congratulating him um i really do hope that he can find a way to use this platform to not only share his truths but also be a person to help others with a myriad of issues so um here's my last one for today um north carolina federal court reinstates voter ID laws. I'm not necessarily a fan of this. This is going to make me mad. This is going to make me mad. Oh my God. Oh my God. Oh my God. i want to slap the shit out of this. Oh my God. So federal appeals court backs NC voter ID law. That was just a slap in the face that completely eliminated all the happiness that I just had. Richmond, Virginia, a 4th U.S. Circuit Court of Appeals panel unanimously reversed a lower court's ruling on voter ID Wednesday, paving the way to require photo identification in the state's next elections. Shit. The panel of three judges said the lower court made numerous errors and abused its direction or direction, discretion in blocking the state from requiring photo ID during the November elections, a requirement voters were wrote into um, for... North Carolina's 2018 Constitution so US District Judge Loretta Biggs blocked by implementation a year ago pointing in part to past evidence of racial discrimination in North Carolina and previous federal court decision to block a 2013 voter ID law as discriminatory Ah! the fourth circuit judges uh, acknowledged in their opinion Wednesday that there is a long and shameful history of race-based voter suppression in North Carolina but they said courts must presume legislators in an act of good faith when laws are passed. Fuck that. Okay. Okay. Fuck it. Okay. Fuck y'all. <laughs> Fuck y'all. Why are y'all requiring this shit? Hmm. 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 They They talking about quote, quote, good faith. Hey, bro. Hey, bro. Why? Why y'all? Why y'all just like they're rehashing voter suppression? I feel like this is why you need to repass and re repeal, or re or just repass the fucking Voting Rights Act. Okay, this is what happens when you take away the Voting Rights Act. And a lot of people are like, "Uh, but I thought it was nope, nope, gerrymandering, every single type of like redlining, every single type of evil thing that a person that does not like black people being able to vote." can do is pretty much now made legal. And um, every single thing that you saw made in the past 50 to 60 years is probably going to be undone for a lot of reasons. Oh, yeah. Certain things not being upheld. So, yeah. North Carolina's going to bring those voting IDs back because in the midterms, they know if they lose shit, oh, that's it. That means that, that means the Democrats take the House, the Senate, and the executive branch so just saying anyway on that note visit the black dollar website at blackdollar.ninja slash businesses if you want to support a black business anywhere in your area it's a great website to go to and as always thank you